0: are listening to Scoop Beat Radio. What's
1: going on? I hope wherever you're listening from, you and your loved ones are safe during this COVID-19 period. Hey, this is the producer of Scoop B Radio, DJ Manio. I would just like to take the time out to give a big thanks for the listeners to the pod. We did record numbers last month. So on behalf of Scoop B and myself, thank you for the four years of supporting Brandon on this media journey. If you have a few minutes to spare, please fill out a short listener survey. Go to ScoopyRadio.com slash You can also share your opinions about the show so we know what works and what we can do better. That's ScoopBradio.com slash S-C-O-O-P, the letter B, R-A-D-I-O dot com slash P-O-L-L. Don't worry, if you didn't catch any of that, the link will be in the description. You're listening to Radio with Brandon Robinson. E-K-Manny. Manny L. Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bond said it. Yo, the best in the business. That's word of yes, scoop. Man. You either tuning in or reading the mm-hmm. word of scoop. He give you the business. He show you the proof. If Scoop B say it, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment. He give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews. He give you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast. The Jordan, the journalists. The goat. So why ask? Watch out! If watch out! About it, if he naming them scoopy.com Do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift. Got the gift to gab. If he say it's gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention, and you can see the way it go. Enough of this talking. This is scoopy Radio. You're listening to Scoop B Radio.
0: Get on his Instagram now. At Follow Scoop
1: him. B. At Scoop B. Follow him. Yes, sir. Scoopy Scoop Radio. On the plane. On the train. I'm a train. Everywhere you need to be, I am to be. to Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoop B. Instagram at Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. And make sure, most importantly, that you start to subscribe to the Scoop B Radio podcast, available on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Twitter, App Share app, or simply by visiting ScoopBRadio.com. 2.1 million streams in 2019. One of the reasons why is because we bring in newsmakers. No difference here. You know, right now, we have Renee P. Washington, ESPN and Fox Sports a reporter and a host of Beyond the Headlines. Renee, what's going on?
0: Hey, how are you? So happy to be here.
1: Of course, we're playing like role reversal. I was going to be on the headlines. And we talked about everything basketball and the last dance, and now you're on Scoopy Radio talking about what you have going on.
0: Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate all you do, so I'm happy to be here on your show now. Like, of course,
1: well, of course. So
0: tell me about Beyond the Headlines. Yeah, so the concept is exactly yeah. how it sounds. You know, I wanted to create content and a, and a show that was unique and creative to what you get on any other so network. And I've watched a lot of shows on, you know, major networks, on social media, whatever it may be. And a lot of the conversations are very similar. You know, it's, it's very often that the major headlines you get on one network and on one show you get on the other. So I wanted to bring something unique. Of course, we talk about the major headlines, you know, like how you were on my show. We talked about the last bit, of course, but I want to also take it deeper. You know, I try to go beyond the headlines, literally, and getting into deeper topics, storylines, um, bringing on uh, different people that bring perspective. So, you know, I have sports content. We do talk about news and entertainment. I do a positive vibes only segment, which is focused on people doing something impactful in their community. The whole concept, even down to the artists that I bring on that are sharing their music to help promote them and their careers, is really to provide listeners with more than just the usual sports topics. We'll get into those too, but we'll also take it a step further and talk deeper into some topics and storylines that make you think, make you feel something that you may not have thought of before.
1: And you talk about make you feel, make you think. There's a lot of different things to choose from these days. Uh, anything from uh, George Floyd to the intersections between sports and, uh, I guess, civil rights. How busy have you been during this coronavirus pandemic?
0: Busy is an understatement. I mean, <laughs> when George Floyd's murder unfortunately happened, I just felt like I, like I took on so much more because part of the reason why I actually got started as a reporter. Was to use my platform to, to tell stories and to honestly give a voice to the voiceless. So I've always loved sports. I, you know, I played sports growing up. I was fortunate to play at a high level and play professionally and coach college soccer. So I played at a high level. So I've always had that, that drive as an athlete and coming from a sports family, you know, that's always been my life. But more than that, I wanted to use my platform to be able to talk about and shed light on issues that are going on in society. To make change, to inspire someone, to motivate or just help, whether it's just one person to use my platform for good. And so I've always believed the concept that you should not separate sports and what's going on in the rest of the world. You know, I was a black woman before I was a soccer player, before I was a sports reporter. So I, when everything happened around George Floyd's murder, and even before that with Amon Arbery and Breonna Taylor and definitely now with the protests, I took it on myself that I have to use my platform, my shows. You know, I launched another show, Redefining Us, which literally focuses on race, gender, social injustice, um, all these different aspects of my career to help in my way of protesting. I'm not out protesting and marching. I, I, I get anxiety around that. I always tell people I have no problem admitting that. I don't, I'm not a big protester in that sense, but I protest through my own social media platforms and my platforms of my shows. So when everything happened, I feel like I took on so much more because I just wanted to make sure I was giving insight, perspective, and helping keep the conversation going to help make change and be a part of change. Hello,
1: everybody who's listening can find beyond the headlines with Renee Washington on Fox Sports Radio 96.9 FM, well it was 13.40 a.m. You also host a live weekly show called Redefining Us with Jomaine Washington, where you and your guests discuss ways to break stereotypes around race and gender. How mm-hmm. long have you been doing that show?
0: So the sad irony is that I started planning this show back in like April. So there's a network called Growing Black Wealth out of New Jersey, and they are exactly how they sound. They focus on the black community and helping black and brown people to you know achieve whatever their... Goals are reach success in business and in, in finances and relationships, you know, all aspects of life. And they actually approached me asking me to do a show. And so they were saying, you know, look, I've seen your work that you do, I, I've seen you on social media, I've seen, you know, we've, we've been following you. We think you'd be great to, to host this show, this concept that we have around um, helping people to break stereotypes and around race. Now, I took it as a black woman, a double minority. I'm like, I'm not, I want to talk about all stereotypes because. You know, it's more than just racial stereotypes that we face in this world. So, I ironically was working through with them on what the concept was going to be. I came up with the name "Redefining Us" and was planning for the show to launch June ninth. And lo and behold, George Floyd's murder happened, and the timing of it—it's sad that it so well it worked out so well, but could not be better. So, as as I'm launching the show, and I the third episode airs um, this Tuesday, actually. Uh, tomorrow and so the the timing of it could not have been better but i i literally planned this months ago it's just sad that this cycle keeps repeating itself that we you know have to continue to move the push the needle and push the envelope so the concept literally it's not just force-based but it's in all aspects of society as you mentioned to break stereotypes help people you know work towards changing your approach and your mentality to achieve whatever success it is that you're trying to reach in some aspects of your life so, yeah, it's, it's a great conversation. You know, I had on a lawyer last week, which brought some incredible perspective. Jasmine Robinson was talking about the fact that there's only 5% of all lawyers that are black and less than less than 2% are black women and 88% are white men. Like You just don't even think about all the different disparities in our society, because although we are focused on right now, civil rights movement, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, there's so many aspects of society that we're playing catch up in. So it's just a great opportunity for me and, and what I try to do is to bring those conversations, those numbers, that information to the forefront.
1: Renee Washington ESPN and Fox Sports on the line with Scooby Radio. Radio. Uh, Renee, you have um the experience of being a, a an athlete transitioning into media. What advantage do you think you have?
0: So one of the things that I always love about being a sports reporter is the fact that I feel like I've got a great perspective. I have a, a perspective as a former athlete. I have a perspective and having competed at a high level, you know, I was successful as an athlete as a three time All American. I always tell people the same drive I had as a soccer player and I played basketball and I ran track. I played every sport. That same drive I have as an had as an athlete carries over into my drive as a reporter. So the same mentality is there. And then also the perspective of being an athlete, being a coach, being a fan, and being a reporter, what I try to do is use all those different backgrounds and, and you know, perspectives to help me filter my storytelling. So I think it just allows me to kind of be able to resonate and connect with anybody that I'm interviewing on, on in some way and relate to them in some way, because although I haven't been directly in their shoes, I can empathize in a sense that I've been in a similar situation. So I try to use all those, you know, all my experiences on the field, on the court and in, in different roles to help me with my storytelling, to be able to, again, tell those different types of storylines and, and get a deeper dive into whatever topic I'm talking about.
1: What is one thing uh, with, I guess, having time at home uh, that you're looking to get into um, now that you've had the creative process to kind of slow down and uh, regroup.
0: Yeah, yeah. This pandemic, for as awful as everything has been around the incredibly terrifying numbers and the Black Lives Matter, Matter civil rights movement, and just so much uncertainty, it really has allowed me to reflect and grow in so many ways. So there have I am a creative. I'd like to say I have a my mind works twenty five eight. I don't ever shut off like I'm constantly constantly working and so this time has forced me to to put time and effort into things that I had been putting on the back burner like I launched an interior design business people don't even know that I was actually interested in considering going to school for interior design like it's always been something I've been passionate about I've been hosting webinars and teaching other broadcasters the ins and outs of the industry I've been, I started writing a book. Like it's, it's really allowed me to grow so many aspects of my career. So on one side, I have no idea how I'm going to get back to working a normal schedule outside of my, my house.
1: I have no idea
0: how I'm going to juggle all this. I may have put a little bit more on than I could handle, but more importantly, it's just really all jokes aside allowed me to expand and grow in so many ways because I don't ever want to be seen as just a stereotypical sports reporter. You know, I think for me, the biggest thing as a, a woman in sports is I want to be seen as more than just a woman in sports. You know, I don't want my credibility, my reputation, or even what I bring to the table. In fact, bringing my own table to the table concept. Um, you know, I don't. Have, I want to be more than just that. I want to check a lot of boxes. And I know a lot of people always say, you know, well, oh, do you want to be a sideline reporter? Do you want to be an anchor? Do you like what? Do you, and I'm like, no, I want to do it all. You know, the sky is the limit. We only live once. And and as cliche as that is, like, I love so many aspects of reporting and networking and teaching others to bring others along with me as I'm growing. So there's so many things that this pandemic has allowed me to do that I've matured and grown in way way more ways than I could have ever imagined when this all started. I mean, I jokingly say this, but it's the truth. The only thing that is the same from March to now is my name and, like, my family. I've literally moved. I've changed every... (laughs) Of my life in some way, so it's been incredible, and I'm just hoping that I'm gonna, you know, as we progress out of this pandemic, whenever that happens, to be able to see the fruits of my labor really pay off and all of my hard work come together.
1: That's true. Scoopy Radio, Radio. on the line with in Washington. Um, what do you think about uh, the NBA in Orlando? If you were, if you were uh, assigned to go, would you be apprehensive? <laughs>
0: Well, as a dear friend of mine once said, I'd rather eat a jean jacket than go to. Who said that? Who said I wonder who said that. Not someone in this conversation. Now, you know what? <laughs> all jokes aside, this is a terrifying time. And I see both sides of it from what the players, you know, from Kyrie Irving and, and the players that are asking for more transparency and unsure about it to the players that are fully in, all, you know, all set and ready to go. If I was given the opportunity to go cover it, I don't know, to be honest. I really, I, I don't, I would need more, I hate to sound like, like everybody else, I would need more information because it's just there's, at what point do you risk your life for sports? And that's honestly what this comes down to. Like I was just telling you before the show even started, I heard the number Monday or Sunday night, excuse me, around the fact that t- near about 260 Orlando airport employees tested positive for COVID. So, although we're talking about having players and reporters and everyone and coaches and all the personnel bubbles, we have the, NFL, the NBA, the WNBA, all these leagues are going to Florida. We have numbers increasing out of this world. Three of the top ten cities in the country right now for COVID cases and growth are in Florida. It's like Tampa, Orlando, and I forget the third one off the top of my head. So the numbers in the South are going incredible, getting incredibly high because we've all been assuming once it gets hot numbers are going to drop. And now people are out at the beach. They're, they're not following protocol. So to now bring all of our top athletes from multiple sports to Florida and all these people, although bubbled in hotels and whatever else, I still don't know how safe you can be. Because if, if the people within the bubble, if one person gets it, that's enough to just for mass chaos. And so with all the employees around it, you have to have security. You have to have hotel staff. You have to have people that are helping with food and catering. It's just too many hands, and too many people involved. So honestly, I think I would opt to remotely work if I had
1: opportunity. Yeah, for, for sure, for sure. Um, what is the ultimate goal for you? Do you want to do TV? Do you want to do radio? You kind of answered it like, your would your dream job be? strictly the NBA, NFL, more. Like, what what would you see yourself doing long term?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I get that a lot. So what I actually, I would love to work in TV. I would love to work in a major network covering professional sports at the highest level. My goal, I played soccer, but my, my first love in terms of covering a sport is actually basketball, basketball, football, soccer, but my big, my big three that I would love to cover at the highest level. So for me, more than a specific job, I actually would say I have skills that I want to be doing. So again, that's, telling stories on a platform where I can, you know, reach a large audience and, and inspire and, and use my storytelling to help th- in some way. And working, working in a major network, covering professional sports, being on TV, but it's more the skills that I want to have along that too, that are more important than just big jobs. So I love working as an anchor. I love hosting shows. I love interviewing and, and having conversations with guests. You know, I love the, craziness and and the hectic side of being a sideline reporter or color commentator and and covering a live game but I also love you know the consistency and, and ability to plan out a little bit more when you're in a studio so I've been fortunate that I've worked in all aspects of sports reporting and even news as well so for me it's just a matter of what makes most sense and and I want to do like I love what Doris Burke does she works she's on as a sideline reporter She's in the NBA, the WNBA. She's in the college game. She's in the booth as a color commentator and and an analyst. I I love that she's working in so many different aspects. You know, there are several reporters that do that, and that's more what my goal is as a reporter, to be multi-talented and able to work in many aspects of the game, you know, and not just being tied to just one job. So we'll see what happens, but I'm hoping to one day get there. I've only been doing this full time for four years, so the goal is to keep growing with each day to be better than the last and continue to work to get there.
1: Philadelphia Eagles, it's your local uh, football team. Uh, what are you looking forward to uh, if there is a season this year? Where do you think they'll improve? Uh, what, do you, what do you make of this coming season?
0: Man, let me tell you, I am an Eagles fan through and through. So as a fan and as a reporter, I, I follow my Eagles and, and they, oof, the injuries already that we're seeing. I mean, even the fact that Dallas Goddard just was sucker punched at a restaurant. And then you, you have, um, Brooks injury that, that we just heard about. Brandon Brooks with his, I mean, it's just the injuries are the craziest thing that we have always dealt with as Eagles fans. And that's something we saw last year. Of course, Carson Wentz health has always been a question. And then our receivers, you know, we have had a number of injuries over the years. So it's always been our Achilles heel, literally. So for the Eagles specifically, it's just how do they respond? Looking at the draft picks that we brought in, you know, even with with bringing in Jalen Hurts and our first two Jalens, I should say, um, that we drafted, it's just a question of now how do all these, these these young guys come in? Because I know that is something the Eagles needed. They needed to be young, fresh, fresh players. Um, Jalen Rager has hopefully will add a lot of speed and help us to be able to have a, a nice target on the offensive line. It's just going to be interesting to see how all this comes together because I know even as the draft specifically was unfolded and offseason moves and players like Jalen Hurts coming into the fold I'm not really sure what the Eagles are doing so I'm not really sure the plans but of course I'm not in those conversations but I'm just hoping that this is the year that the Eagles can be healthy although we have seen some injuries already and Honestly, get in, not only win the NFC East, but now get into the playoffs and make some noise, be a contender. You know, last year in the playoffs, I didn't have a lot of faith in the Eagles because the Eagles were so banged up. So there was, I, coming in against the Seahawks, it was a, it was a tall task to begin with. And then once Carson Wentz went down, you know, you're, the odds are nowhere in your favor at that point. So how do we now move forward to learn from those mistakes that have happened, specifically around injuries, not having depth? losing players like Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey and having players get injured at pivotal points of the season. Now, what do you do? So my hope is just the, the biggest thing is to stay healthy. I mean, I cannot reiterate that enough. And then to continue to make sure that we're working defensively to be better on our coverage and then offensively to, to help have quicker targets so that Carson is able to, get his head up, and hopefully that takes some pressure off of him. So now he doesn't have to always get run out of the pocket. He's able to just sit back and throw like Tom Brady's able to do. You know, I would just love for a nice, healthy season if we're able to get back and play football. 10,
1: 9, 8, 76 uh, <laughs> the NBA. That's my phone. Clap your hands. Yes,
0: everybody. everybody. I like it.
1: <laughs> what song do you make of a healthy Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid?
0: Yeah, I mean, I honestly cannot wrap my head around the side. Of that. Everyone is claiming that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid cannot not lay together. We are in an NBA, and you know this. Everyone that is a top championship contender has two All-Stars on their team. You know, you look at the Lakers with LeBron and AD, the, the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George, the Rockets with Russell and James Harden. You need to have two All-Stars. You have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, two All-Stars already. And now we're going to sit up and... Find reasons why they can't play together, and their health is already a concern all the time. Between load management with Joel Embiid and and his fitness, and then Ben Simmons, of course, his injury. It's just it's a matter of how the Sixers going to to come together. There has been a lot of inconsistency at times. We've seen that with them, especially in the postseason, which is a time that there's no you can't get out coached. You can't have a lull where you, where defensively you're having let down after let down each play, or you're not knocking down shots, or you're not a threat from the perimeter. You have to find, you have to play consistently in your best of seven for each series. And although they got very unlucky last year with the four bounces that went the Raptors way with Kawhi Leonard's incredible game running shot, it's just every year the Sixers come playoff time are right there, but always drop the ball. And a big part of that is leadership. You know, who's going to step up? The Sixers have another opportunity now. To go down to Orlando, have a chance to get into the playoffs and, and make some noise. You know, on paper they're a team that should be a threat to, to come out of the East. But how are they going to step up? Will they be consistent? Will they be healthy? Will they be able to have someone that steps up? Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Joel whoever it is, steps up in, in crunch time to take over and lead the, the team. There's just a lot of question marks around the Sixers. But it's hard. I know I have a lot of Sixers fans. That you know, my dad's a diehard Sixers fan. And so they're always saying the same thing. Oh, we're so close. It's always should have, could have, would have. So when will the Sixers turn that corner and be a top team in the East like they should be? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens now as, as the NBA is returning and hopefully returning to play to see you've had months off. What have you been doing this time? Have you been working or have you been slacking and sitting on the couch? Or eating Wendy's and or whatever else Joe Embiid always <laughs> eats pregame, you know? <laughs> so it's gonna be very interesting to see how they come back. And I would like to think they come back hungry and ready to prove themselves since a lot of people have the Bucks, the Raptors, or the Celtics coming out of the East before even mentioning the Sixers. So if I'm if I'm anybody on on the Sixers team or or Brett Brown or anybody involved in the Sixers, I'm taking that personally that you're not even being considered in the top three out of the East right now. So what are you gonna do about it? So I'm hoping this is gonna be a time where they can make some noise and make the most of this time that the pandemic has given them.
1: You heard it first. Here's <laughs> the good news. You have to have seat. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get up here, let everybody know where they can find the work, what you got going on, and what's next.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've got a lot going on. You know, my show Redefining Us airs every Tuesday live on social media, Facebook and Twitter. My show Beyond the Headlines is every Wednesday. You can just follow me. I'm at Renee P. Wash on Twitter, at Renee P. Washington on Facebook and Instagram. I've got a website, ReneePWashington.com. I'm on YouTube. I am literally everywhere. So just Google Renee Washington or Renee P. Washington, excuse me, um, and you'll find me. So yeah, thank you again so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Wanting
1: you to, to
0: talk sports and get into all that's going on. You are right
1: the first, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. This is Squishy Radio saying You bring the coffee, and I'll bring the Duncan. Come on.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.